Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. The San Diego Humane Society's Walk for Animals event is coming up on Saturday, May 6th at Liberty Station. On the line to tell us more is Gary Weitzman, president and CEO of the San Diego Humane Society. Thank you for joining me. Oh, it's great to talk to you. I love love talking about animals in San Diego. Perfect combination. <laughs> well, Gary, start by telling us about the San Diego Humane Society. Sure. You know, um, we've been around for, uh, listen, since 1880. So we've been around for a while. We're actually the oldest nonprofit in San Diego County, which is really remarkable. When I moved here 10, 11 years ago, I would never have said that. I would never have, have even thought that given the history of the city. But we've been around for quite a long time. What is that? 143 years now, almost 144 years. So as that, we, um, we've grown a lot in the last 10 years. We have five campuses. I actually, one of them is for wildlife alone, but the other ones are all companion animals. And we serve uh, 14 cities in San Diego County for all of their field work, all of the animal services. You know, all of our patrols are out in 14 cities. Uh, we shelter animals from those cities. We do licensing. So we're really here for pretty much anybody in San Diego that needs help with their animals, wild or domesticated. One of your biggest fundraisers is coming up on Saturday, May 6th, the 29th annual Walk for Animals. Tell us about this event and how we can get involved. Yeah, this is literally the biggest party of the year for us. Uh, we've been doing it, as you said, 29 years. So this is um, our main walk. We actually have two walks every year. One is in Escondido at Kid Carson Park in February. Sadly, uh, this past February, we got rained out. We've had an extraordinary winter, haven't we, with all the weather. So Indeed. that one got, got drowned pretty much. But we're really optimistic that the May 6th walk will be sunny and beautiful San Diego, and we will not have rain that morning. But and that has pretty much been the case for nearly every year for 29 years. And that walk is enormous. It's one of the biggest walks for animals in the country. We usually have about 5,000 people. And gosh, it feels like about 10,000 animals and not just dogs. It's it's a blast. It's, there's dogs. There's often goats. Uh, I think a couple of years we've had people with potbelly pigs. Uh, we've had some cats and strollers because we don't want to leave the cats out. But it is uh, no question. It is a ton of dogs, Vicky. It's really dog paradise that day. And Liberty Station is just so wonderful to bring the community together and, you know, be right on the water with all that beautiful Liberty Station 
and land. And it's really one of the best days. We 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 serve pancakes at the breakfast. I mean, at the walk, it is a breakfast, so people can come for pancakes and watch all the dogs. And it, we have a band there, and we have wonderful MCs. And it's really it's a big celebration. You know, the best place on earth to be a dog um, is Liberty Station, and it's San Diego on on May sixth. Well, lost pets are always a pet owner's worst nightmare, but the San Diego Humane Society recently launched a new tool to provide a solution to that very stressful situation. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's a that is a big deal. You know, since COVID, the whole pet world, uh, the animal world in general, but definitely pets, there have been almost evolutionary changes. You know, at the beginning of COVID, there were very few animals in animal shelters. A lot of adoptions happened, but as we're easing into the what is now our new world, we kind of have the reverse. We have very, very much a slowdown in adoptions. Lots of animals here, lots of lost animals that end up at one of our five campuses or come in through our field services, through our humane law officers. And the sad thing is that we have seen a precipitous drop in the number of people coming to find their lost animals. So we really wanted to address that, and we're using technology to do it, lots of platforms. But um, really, one of the coolest ones is a digital platform, a texting system called Lost to Found. And it's one-way communication that people just let us know that they've lost their pet. Obviously, come here and check out, check if we found them. Let us know that they've lost one so that we can be on the lookout too. But really, it connects that person with every source that a pet can be recovered in. So every rescue group, shelters, whether they're San Diego Humane or another shelter, any kind of situation where that animal could be found, this technology connects people to their lost animals. So it really is, it's brilliant. It's been a long time in the making and we're really happy to have Lost to Found as a platform for us. And all people have to do if they lose a pet is text LOST to a number that's on our website, which is if anybody is going to jot it down, 858-SANLOST. So 858-SANLOST. And we'll for 60 days, people will get 30 messages and we'll try to get people reunited with their pets. That's really the, the ultimate goal here. But uh, we really don't want people to be separated from their animals. I'm speaking with Gary Weitzman, president and CEO of the San Diego Humane Society. How can the public help you? So many ways. I mean, obviously, right now, adoption is so desperately needed. We just have, we have about, seriously, about a third maybe 40% of the number of adopters we would normally have. It seems that people have already adopted all the animals they seem to need during the the real the height of the pandemic. But we need adopters. But if you can't adopt, but you can foster, oh my God, you get the biggest hug in the world because we really could use fosters too, especially for our large, medium and large dogs. We've got a, a ton of them. This last winter, which would be the slow time of our year, we have had more dogs in this organization than we've ever had in our 150. 43 year history. So just a ton of dogs. So people can, if they can't adopt, come and foster. You know, we're actually, um, we love that. And if the foster quote unquote fails and you keep the dog or the cat, that's great too. But honestly, we just need some time away from the shelter for a lot of our dogs. And, you know, people come back and they may say, hey, I'm really sorry that I can only foster for maybe a weekend or a couple days or maybe a week. But honestly, the information that people get from having 
one of our animals in their home is it's 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 ten times more than we would we would ever get just sheltering that animal, and it's a huge break for that dog. So if people can foster, we would love to have them do that as well. I mean, obviously, being a nonprofit, we we always are are very grateful for donations and the generosity of all of our our friends in San Diego. But um, definitely adopt adopting and fostering. That's probably the most important thing you can do. And one last note, you know, we've had a few cruelty cases that we've seen throughout San Diego that um, people may not know that there are a lot of services that we can offer people so that they can hold on to their pets. But if anybody sees anything that seems like it's it's not going right for an animal, let us know so that we can get to that family and try to help. But as far as the public, we would certainly love adopters and fosters. That would be hugely, hugely helpful. What are some of the signs to look out for if you suspect animal cruelty? Well, Probably the easiest one, and we're such a large county, you know, it's so many, so many miles in this county and so so much distance and a lot of rural areas, you know, animals by law have to always have be protected from the elements. So there always has to be cover for a dog that's outside. There always has to be water. There has to be regular food, but obviously there's not always food. But animals, dogs especially outside, these are the ones I'm really talking about, always have to have cover and water. So that's the basic. So if somebody doesn't see that, you know, behind a house or in someone's property, they should really let us know. We're not going to go in there and write tickets necessarily. We're not going to go in there and break down a door. What we want to do is go there and find out if that person or that family is having difficulty taking care of their pet and find out a way that we can help. So that's probably the easiest way for the public to actually help, you know, be a village, be a, be a community and help that animal. And maybe that person only needs needs a little assistance building fences or doing something else in that house. And we'll do that too. We'll send teams out to help that way as well. There are more profound circumstances where an animal is abjectly and cruelly treated. And and unfortunately, that is part of the job that we do. And we do investigate those cases. We often um, ask the public for help with crime stoppers or other ways. We just had a case just at the end of the last month, which was a dog that was left in a carrier up in Escondido. And actually, it was free freezing cold all night, and the dog was in terrible shape. So we clearly knew that that dog had a chronic illness that really needed help. We would have loved to have helped that owner with that animal. But if that owner was unable to avail themselves of the help, at least know to bring that dog to us so that we can help the animal. Uh, don't just abandon an animal in a park. So it really, it's a lot of common sense. It really is if, you, if you're worried about an animal, just, just call us. Just call us and let us, let us check the family. Let us do, just do a welfare check. And we don't have to tell people where we got the information from. We just want to go and help the family. So that's the most important thing for people to do. A lot of what you do is education then. Absolutely. Absolutely. We really have a community policing model. We don't want to write a lot of tickets. We we hate that we even have to, but we are compelled by the cities that we work under to do that when, when people are repeat offenders like at dog parks. Oh, sorry, not at dog parks, at parks that, that people and dogs think are dog parks, but actually are not dog Dog parks are the ones that we have problems with because there's never enough dog parks. But what we want to do is help people to know these are the laws, this, this is the rule. Can't have your dog off leash. Here are places you can go. But we really want to do it with education. We want to help people know where to go, where to get services, uh, where it's legal to walk dogs, which beaches are closed at different hours and you can't bring dogs out. So we have, it's a really, it's a fascinating um, dilemma here in San Diego because we literally have every climate, desert, mountain, we have beaches all 
obviously the coast. So we are with our 52 member uh, law enforcement division. We have people out in their vehicles every single day, 24 seven um, out there to help. But really, you're absolutely right. It's really about educating and helping and giving people the resources so that they can have the best relationship with their pets. San Diego Humane Society has contributed so much to animal welfare in San Diego County. What do you see as the most pressing issue affecting animal welfare today? And how is the Humane Society meeting those needs? Yeah, I think that's an easy one, unfortunately, which means that it is that pressing. I, I think affordable and accessible veterinary care is the most serious problem that we've got to deal with right now. And it's not just um, San Diego County. It's not just San Diego, obviously. It's really the entire country. There is such a shortage of veterinarians and support veterinary staff, like registered veterinary technicians, that private practices are suffering, shelters are suffering, um, it's it's really it's it's an uh, it's an amazing development. It's always been difficult to get veterinary care. It's it's a very difficult model that we've been trying to make successful as veterinarians for the last hundred plus years. But it's different than human medicine, and it's not as progressive as human medicine. So, for example, you could potentially get your own doctor to have an entire conversation with you via telehealth. You know, by telemedicine, get on the phone, go on Zoom with your your physician or your physician's assistant, and you cannot do that in veterinary medicine. The law does not allow that. So that is one way we think that maybe we could take some of the pressure off of the public to have to get into veterinary clinics, which are really massively overutilized and overcrowded right now. Maybe not overutilized because there's the need out there, but they have an enormous stress getting people in. I mean, right now the average wait is 21 to 28 days just to get in to see your vet, never mind emergency care. So if we get, we're sponsoring a telehealth bill that's up in Sacramento right now. If we can get that bill signed off by the governor at the end of this legislative season this summer, then we will really have advanced veterinary medicine so that maybe vets can start to treat a little bit via phone calls. Right now we're prohibited from doing that. So that's an important part. The second part is actually to have the enormous debt that veterinary students incur becoming veterinarians to have some of that weight lifted to hopefully incentivize people to go to vet school and to make more veterinarians and to actually help with this this incredible shortage that we're all facing right now. So that's the vet side. The community side is the problem that we've been dealing with for years and years and years, and that's accessibility. Veterinary care is it's economically unsustainable. It's unutilizable by a large majority of the public that can never afford prices of normal private practices. And those practices aren't doing anything wrong. They're literally trying to cover some costs. And believe me, as a vet who had a private practice, we do a very bad job of covering our costs. Most veterinarians give away a lot of services, but still the public can't afford it. So for us, access to vet care by a large part Part of the public through cost or even just transportation to get to a vet is an enormous problem and one of the main drivers for people having to give up their pets. So that's for us what we're dealing with. We, we opened last year 
a community vet hospital, and it's called our community vet program right now. We're going to put it into a, a freestanding clinic here in San Diego at our main campus on Gaines Street, and that will open up hopefully sometime in early May. And then we hope we're going to be able to start serving the public um, who have financial barriers to using private practices. That's our whole mission. But no, no question, absolutely, the biggest problem for us in animal welfare is access to vet care right now. I asked this question anytime I talk to someone involved in animal welfare, but I feel like it just doesn't sink in with some people. So I'm going to keep asking it until it does. Why is it so important to spay and neuter our pets? Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? (laughs) We've been talking spaying and neutering for 30 years in this country. It's crazy that still in some parts of the country, not San Diego, but in some parts of the country, that message doesn't seem to ever hit home. I don't know why that is. I, I suppose the biggest reason is that it's the availability of those services at a cost that people can afford. And as we were talking about accessible vet care, a way for people to get into that clinic. There's a lot of places in the United States where you're you're 50 miles or 75 miles away from a vet. So right there is a big issue. But spay neuter is critically important because we have close to, in this county alone, 45,000 homeless animals that we're dealing with in all the shelters in San Diego County. So we have way more animals than we have have homes for, spaying and neutering just will keep that number down. I honestly think, trying to be completely objective about this, and as a vet myself, if the world were a perfect place and everybody was superbly responsible for their, let's just say dogs, we wouldn't really have to spay and neuter because nobody would let their dogs breed. Now, the mistakes happen, <laughs> but it's the issue is in those communities where animals may not be restricted to a home, you know, Dogs are going to do what dogs do. Cats are going to do what cats do. So that's why until we have a perfect world, which we don't, spay neuter is critically important. There are also health benefits to doing it. Nobody loves to have a female dog that goes into heat. That's a messy proposition. Uh, a male dog that wants to make a female dog go into heat. <laughs> that's another messy proposition. But, you know, generally speaking, I I think that spay neuter is really the cornerstone of what we do in animal welfare. While I don't think it's the most important thing that we do. It's really not. As you know, as advanced companions to our pets, to animals, we really are taking care of animals is far, 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 far more than just spay and neuter. But that's the baseline. I mean, until we can bring the numbers in shelters down, you know, again, San Diego, 45,000, that's a lot of dogs and cats. Until we can bring those numbers down, spay and neuter has to be uh, really a cornerstone of taking care of them. It's also the law. You know, not that you have to spay and neuter your own animal necessarily. We would like you to. But that any animal being adopted from a shelter has to be spayed or neutered before that animal can be adopted. Tell us about the benefits of adopting an animal from the San Diego Humane Society. Oh, sure. Well, you get us. You don't just get the animal. You adopt uh, our organization, too. So all of the services, first of all, when you adopt an animal from any shelter, in California anyway, but we'll just stick with San Diego Humane right now, but all of our wonderful partner shelters in San Diego, Rancho Coastal, Chula Vista Animal Services, Department of Animal Services for the county, 
we've got some great partners here in San Diego, but for all of us, you get an animal that's spayed and neutered, you know, there's about 500 minimum dollars that's already, you know, you don't have to pay for. You get an animal that's up to date to that point, at least, on all their vaccines and dewormers. They've had a health check by a veterinarian. They might even, at San Diego Humane anyway, have a behavior, uh, have behavior work done so that we know exactly what that adopter is needs to be prepared for with that animal. But then after the adoption is the most important part because you get us. You you can contact us anytime if you need medical help with that animal, if you need food or supplies, if you need behavior and training work, if you need a consult, if you need a trainer. We want to be there for people for the life of their pets to help them ensure that that animal stays with that family. Because ultimately, you know, anything, anything less than that is really a failure for us. We really want to be there for people the entire time that they have that animal. I've been speaking with Gary Weitzman, President and CEO of the San Diego Humane Society. Is there anything else you want us to know? Just that um, this is an extraordinary place, San Diego. When I got here about a decade ago, people told me it was a you know, the most animal-friendly city in the United States. And I kind of laughed because I thought, well, every city I've ever lived in says that. I, I guess I like cities that love animals. But this one's different. I mean, between the work that we're able to do with Project Wildlife and all of our incredible, you know, wild species here in San Diego and the incredible dog beaches and the support for pets, this truly is an amazing place. There's so much support here with the community. We feel like we're partners with everybody in San Diego. And just want to say a big thank you to everybody for taking care of their animals and for letting us know when something doesn't seem right and for uh, letting us know when we can help because we want to be there for everybody in this community. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you for making a difference for our furry friends. And I hope the Walk for Animals event on Saturday, May 6th at Liberty Station is a huge success. Uh, Thank you. It'll be fun. I know that. And hopefully if the weather holds out, it'll be a great day for everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.